When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, I'm Boyd Hilton, I'm joined by, oh, we've already got a guest who's furious at his lack of headphones, but I'm not wearing any headphones, uh, Raymond, Raymond Herlihy, welcome. Hi. <laughs> uh, of Red Action fame, I'm saying. Is that yeah. still the case? You still involved in that? Uh... Uh, we try our best, but obviously with the current situation, um, there's not so much focus on atmosphere at the moment because of the uh, huge divisions and all the problems and fighting. Um, so we are, I guess, regrouping and hoping to uh, start all over mm. again in August, perhaps. Yeah. Could be a new red action where your main task is to keep the peace, just to like stop people physically hitting each other. Maybe, yeah. We'll have some martial arts training, that kind of stuff, yeah. and yep. get some bounces in, maybe. Yeah. Might be more appropriate. Yeah. Um, hero Alan Algers here. Welcome, Alan. How you doing, boy? Good. Very good. Um, thanks for coming. Pleasure. Um, and we are joined by Steve Gallagher, who's also a hero. Welcome, Thank Steve. You. Because you came to our live... In, we're all called in front of an audience podcast last week. Myself. You do behave yourself, <laughs> unlike some audience members, um, a certain lady who, actually I have no idea who she is or what, what she's called, who, um, in the, she seemed to think that Perry Groves could sort out the, um, the clogging up of the concourse at Arsenal, like that too many people milling around on the concourse, yeah. and she thought that it was up to Perry Groves <laughs> to sort this out. I mean, you know, I wasn't expecting that to come up. As in, nor was Perry, to be fair. No, he, he dealt with it very well. He did thought, deal with yeah. it very well. I felt I didn't deal with it very well. I kind of let her hold forth for far too long. Should well, have got she didn't hand the mic to her, which I think that's someone true. did. Someone did. <laughs> yes. Psychic, psychic Josh, who's absent right now from this podcast, tragically. Has he been banned for doing no, it? No, he hasn't been banned. He's actually on holiday officially. He gets right. a holiday. I mean, I feel we should wait to have a holiday after the season's ended so he can be here now to defend his, his uh, obsession with Hudson Fagan. We've not seen him in the lady in question since, have we? No, so, we haven't. No, no so. you're absolutely right, yeah. Um, and just to say, thanks to everyone who came to that podcast, by the way, in front of an audience, and um, even that, even the woman. I mean, she added to, like, to the gaiety yeah. of the nations, as I believe the <laughs> phrase goes. My, well, that's a phrase. Um, was she finger in or finger out, do we know? Uh, she was people out of the concourse, mainly. She was, that was her obsession. And there was <laughs> another thing she mentioned about, what was the other thing she was, said about um, Le Keep or something? She was obsessed with Le Keep. She was, yeah, she was well-read. Was she was. <laughs> So yeah, well but, in um, French. Yeah, yeah. but she, she commented Wenger was like an ex-boyfriend who just hangs about. That was the, So I think oh, she yeah, was, was a, a, a Wenger out, yeah. definitely. I mean, that's true. I mean, obviously yeah. he is like that. I mean, one of many weird analogies, yeah. hence it was the title of last week's podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, we are going to put out the um, special Perry Groves reminiscing about the 1987 League Cup final with me bit of the podcast at the end of the season. It was a special treat. For <laughs> Europa those. League special. Europa League special. <laughs> we might need it by then. Gallows humour. Um, so, I mean, there's no point in having a menu, really, is there? Because we're all, this is, we're recording this, it's, um, what day is today? Is it Wednesday? Tuesday. 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 It's Tuesday. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. I'm so, <laughs> I'm in such a state of bewilderment after last night's Farago 
Um, I, I, otherwise known as playing Crystal Palace away and losing 3-0 I have no idea what's going on I feel like that guy was dragged out of the seat by, in the United Airlines thing by, the, by those bastards like just bewildered and I, you know, I trying mean, to not, get through South London traffic like the Arsenal team bus last <laughs> night oh and then God, just yeah. turning up exactly. 20 minutes or so so yeah. So yeah, a nice uh, ready-made excuse there if we needed it. However, yeah. he didn't even mention those excuses, did he? Wenger in well, the uh, he didn't. Luckily, because luckily. I think we would have all thrown it out <laughs> we because we do know how traditionally slow we start in, in, in certain he, games. So I don't think anybody the, could use that one. Yeah, he used out. it. He used it at Southampton a couple of years ago <laughs> when they got stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact you remember that your memory is so good. Get your list it's out, Alan. Get it out. Get your list out. <laughs> um, there is no list. It's all up here. Yeah, and there's no menu either. I mean, come, really, my opening question is. I mean, you know, the question is, I mean, any other, I mean, any other club in the world would just sack the manager, wouldn't they, last night after that, really? And, and why, is there any defence of not sacking him, uh, not getting rid of him, not leaving after last night? I mean, it's just gone too far now, isn't it? I think the season is a write-off for sure, even though we're in an FA Cup semi-final. The sacking thing, I'm kind of on the fence with that. No new contract. There is no debate for me. Right. There, there are no excuses um, and, and no new contract should be offered or signed or whatever. And he should, Arsenal Wenger should not be Arsenal manager next season. After all, he's done for us. The second thing with eight games to go, I'm not sure I see the value in it. For me, the value is in the announcement. Don't with, you with, think, yeah, go on. With, with yeah, the yeah. divisions in the fan base and all of that poison and, and bile that is just coming out of the stands at the moment and, and the, the physical fights and all that kind of stuff. And the players are not interested. They're not playing for him. They're not playing for Arsenal Football Club. It can't get any worse. So the announcement needs to be made that he's not going to be manager next year. And then maybe we can rebuild a little bit and we can close ranks somewhat and turn the, gun, the guns outward for a change and try and salvage something if we can, whether that's a slightly improved league position or maybe get to the cup final somehow and, and do our best to win that. But it's just a rudderless ship at the moment and it, it's getting worse with every result like last night. So, my, yes, I, take, I agree with all of that. So my question is, Steve, mm-hmm. bearing all of that in mind, I, I worry that actually it could get worse and that actually with, with him still in charge, the big games that are coming up, Spurs, the City, the FA Cup game, these Man United, these are all going to be calamitous. I can't see it in him to rouse these players to play well enough against those really, really good Opposition. But that's still short term. I, I'm worried about next season and having to be in Europa League and deal with the, tu- the Thursday nights and, and the, the strain that puts on every other club that's ever been in there. You know, I just, I don't think he will leave. I, I just think it's just systematic of a, of a badly run club. You don't think he'll leave even at the end of the season? No, I think the contract's signed and, and, and delivered and it's just this poorly organised club just won't announce it. They just... They're just trying to find the right time, trying to find a couple of wins, but it's just not going to happen. Mm. And I just, I, I can't see that happening soon. Well, the Arsenal Supporters Trust um, tweeted today saying that they'd spoken to, they'd reached out to uh, Arsenal officially and that they'd said there isn't, there isn't, contract hasn't been signed and, that, and then it will be discussed mutually. And do you I don't believe, believe, believe it. Do you? I don't believe that. I mean, all, you know, fair play to Tim Payton and, and the work that he does and the work that Arsenal Supporters Trust do, but why... I mean, why would you expect Arsenal to tell you the truth on that? Or why would you even expect them to answer that question? I think, I think as they've been trying to do throughout this whole season and certainly throughout the last two, three months, they've been trying to manage this situation, but they can only manage it against the results that we're showing on the pitch. And I'm utterly, utterly convinced, as I said the last time I was here, that that contract has been signed and they were ready to announce the day after the Watford game. They just didn't expect to get beaten. That would have been five wins on the trot in all competitions. There was a nice little break. There was, I mean, despite the protests and the the, the vociferous people that were that were really getting on the back of the manager, there wasn't too much of this. I think if you'd have called it back then, I think some people were still saying it was 50-50 in the fan base. I disagreed with that. I think it was probably around 60-40 um, in favour of out. But at least they still had that, you know, that core of people that they could have relied on for the support of announcing it and then getting on with the rest of the season. And it didn't happen. And we lost to Watford. And I think that that took them by surprise. And then now I think they're just waiting for clear air of some good results and off the back of the draw against Man City beating West Ham you know there were two games that they probably targeted Palace and Middlesbrough where they said right you know as long as we don't lose both of these 
I think we're in a good, as good a position as we're going to be in to be able to say, yes, he's signed and he's staying for another two years. And people might disagree with that, but that's the only logical explanation for the way everyone's behaved up to this point. He keeps saying that he's not going to answer in press conferences. Well, the only reason he wouldn't is, is because he knows that the answer he's about to give isn't, mm. it's not the right time to say that. Yeah. And the club, on the other hand, they've got a vested interest in a still finishing fourth and being in the Champions League if he's going. And they also know that announcing he's going might actually increase their chances of that. And they haven't said anything. So I'm utterly, utterly convinced that there's a signed two-year contract sitting there in the offices of Arsenal that they're waiting to announce. And it might take, um, as Raymond said beforehand, before we came in here, it might actually take a payoff. Um, You said that Kroenke did this before. my, My opinion is that Arsene Wenger won't be managing next season. I think there is something possibly going on in the background, which is which is leading to the delay in that he may have actually signed that, as Alan says, that it may have happened and, and they've waited for the the right time and it hasn't been there and it, the, the groundswell of dissatisfaction has got worse and worse. So the ink may, you know, the signature might be on the on the contract, but I think that somehow they'll back out of it. There'll be some kind of mutual agreement and it won't happen. So if you look at Stan Kroenke, and some of the other teams that he owns, I know he's not exactly the best uh, example to use, but there, there is a, a precedent there with uh, the, um, the LA Rams where the, the, the coach that they had, they were kind of underachieving for, for many years and the, the existing coach got was given a contract extension kind of hush-hush at the start of a season. It wasn't announced. Then the season went really, really poorly and it was basically ripped up. There was some uh, uh, some arrangement made where, right. you know, whatever, he got a few quid or whatever, but his time as the head coach was ended and they moved on to the, to the next person. So I see that maybe as a little bit of a precedent, but I am 100% convinced that he won't be managing next season. He might want to be. Could, the club might it's want good money be. for you to make then because <laughs> our market today says that it's absolutely odds on. So really? you, you I think, get odds against that he won't. I think as much as we criticise him and, and all our frustrations... He's a, he's a very intelligent man. So he's going to sit. I don't there, believe he's, this. He's going to sit there. On, <laughs> he's he's going to sit there on the bench at every home game and every away game, and you'll feel the tension in the crowd, and, and and the poison, everything that's coming down those those rows of seats towards him that's been happening for a while, and he'll say to himself, "This shouldn't go on because it's not right for him and it's not right for the club." And maybe I'm living in a bit of a dream a, a dream world here, and I, I'm, I'm you know because he is a hero of mine, mm. without a doubt. Arsenal Wenger is definitely a hero of mine, given us so many great days. But it is time for him to end as Arsenal Arsenal manager. Steve, do you, do you think that? I looking at him last night in the press in the post match um, interview, I was surprised actually by how because in, in in the last few examples of this, when you think we've reached rock bottom and we're going to find a new place. To go even deeper, <laughs> he looked. He, he usually looks absolutely bereft. But actually, I thought I was. I kind of thought last night he was weirdly. I don't know, like not that bothered. He just didn't seem that bothered. And was like kind of. I don't know. There was something I was odd about his behaviour. And he said he used he used that he used the phrase the word. Um, it was not convenient <laughs> to That's talk right, about yeah. his future. Like, I was thinking, what kind of fucking word is that to use? What, what do you think? Do you a do you agree with Ramos? Do you think you'll be there next season? Do you want him to be there next season? And if and by the way. How long have you been? You know, how how was your because this is your new this is your debut on the podcast. Second, that was your second. Sorry, yeah. was so, I here? Yeah, you were. Oh my thanks. god, thanks. That means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> how how long have you been like pro or anti Wenger? What's your Wenger feeling? I, I, last time I was on, I, I said I was a, a Wenger realist. Right. Where I think it, and that must have been a year ago now. Oh, that's why I can't remember. That's my excuse. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's my so, line. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel felt then it was coming towards the end. Right. You know, I right. I. I, I Disagree with Alan. I do think he is an intelligent man, but I do I do think he has sort of fallen away and, and stagnant and has not. You know, when he first arrived in this country, he revolutionised mm. football. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything since. And that's a long time ago. And that's a long time. So, and I don't, I don't think, think he's evolved. And, and, and I don't think anybody um, doubts that or anything. And we look back to, to the late nineties. Well, someone that does doubt that. Alan's <laughs> sitting right here. Alan's got his head in his hand. It's 2017 now. And, and I totally agree. And, and things have moved on. He hasn't been able to move no. on. And for the last, I don't know how many years, probably five, five years, maybe there has been a groundswell in the support for the people who watch Arsenal every week and the frustrations. And 
it is a thousand pounds minimum for a season ticket yeah. at Arsenal, and, and this is mm. where you can't compare it to. to no. You can compare it to very few but, other teams. But why I mentioned his his attitude last night mm. in, in the interview is I don't necessarily I can't necessarily conceive of him going. Oh yeah, rip up this contract that I've signed. It'd be fine. I'll, I'll go. No, he's he's a professional. You know, he's not going to say. You know, he's not. He, I disagree with that as well. <laughs> well, he's neither well, intelligent nor eight, professional. We'll eight eight million a pound a year says he's a professional. Yeah, go on. What do you mean? You mean he's a professional, so he'll stick to the contract? He'll stick, well, he'll stick to the script. The script dictated to him by the board, where he can't make an announcement. That's not professional. That's stubborn. Uh, right, but, 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 but if if they're now if there's now this like behind the scenes thing going on, where they're yeah. trying to reverse get, reverse that decision, and and then. Then surely, but but do you think he should he should carry on? Do you think he should agree no. to the board reversing the signed contract, or do you think he should stick with the signed contract? No, he, he should reverse. Right, he should right. realise that he is now you know three 0 to Palace. It yeah. was worse than five one to Munich. Yeah. And do you no. think he will? Do you agree that he will go? <laughs> Did you use the analogy earlier? I feel he's you know a United Airlines passenger <laughs> clinging on, won't, yeah. won't, being dragged away. But yeah. you know, I, he is he's a gambling addict in my eyes. And he just wants one more season, one more season to to make it right, one more season to win the yeah, league. Yeah, it's like he's addicted to yeah. his own um, reputation That's as the manager, and yeah. the board are enabling. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a system. I know how to win this next time. I know how yeah. to win and stuff. Yeah. But if if that is the situation, the contract is signed. Who on either side is going to have the balls to just say, stand up and say, I don't think this is the best for all, for any party here. Well, so whether think- that's Wenger himself. Yeah. Or Gazidis, or someone higher up than Gazidis. Well, Gazidis is interesting, isn't he, Alan? Because he was there last night, um, and he's not doesn't go to every, as far as I'm aware, no. or even many away games. I would but, say he goes to everyone. Does he? Does yeah, he? to oh, be really? fair, I would, oh, okay. I would for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, for oh, sure. I, didn't see, uh, I don't think he was at Sutton, was he? <laughs> no, I was in the boardroom at Sutton. I didn't see him there. Oh, okay. He might have been. He might. Uh, yeah, I've seen him a couple. Yeah, mm. he was selling pies. But he seems to be there. There seems to be going on in the background. Some him, some kind of. I mean, he was the one who who, who spoke to fans, didn't he? A couple last week or the week yeah. before last, and said, uh, "Yeah, the fans flatly for, contradicted." At the fans forum. That's yeah, right. the fans forum flatly contradicted what Wenger had said. Yeah, but again, it, it, he knows that 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 uh, forum um, is they're going to report the hell out of that, and, and yeah. straight away there were people live tweeting from it. So. Yeah. You know, in reality, he's not going to come out and actually say anything other than the party line, which is basically nothing. So, but wouldn't the party line have been? No, no. Well, this is my point, though. The party line would have been to to go along with Wenger's what he'd said previously, which was that um, I've decided what I'm going to do. But he didn't do that. He didn't didn't decide what. Didn't they just have two ways of saying nothing? You know, he had a very opposite. Wenger had a very opposite way of saying nothing. And Gazidis, and that is what that is what Gazidis is great at. Yeah, because, you know the guy is a pro, and he can he can hold a room like that in his hand, and he can he can really really he's, re- mm. he's a real good orator and and all that kind of stuff. But in, in reality, is he doesn't actually say oh, much. Had, I've sat yeah. in those meetings. We've had decades of them contradicting each other. The board and Wenger, you know, we, we, Wenger said we haven't got the money to spend, and they've said, oh, there's plenty of money in the coffers, you know. And, and, yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. Yeah. yeah, we'll find out what why Alan thinks that Arsene Wenger isn't intelligent, and what's the other thing you said? Oh, and professional. Uh, after this quick ad break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film, and gaming news, all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis, Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes, people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your T-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. And we're back from the outbreak. So, Alan, I mean, you have mentioned this before, just to make it clear, this intelligence thing, I mean, I guess there's different types of intelligence, aren't there? Yeah. But, I'm not so, saying he's a... Yeah. He can speak five <laughs> languages, um, you know, and all those cliches. I'm not saying he's dumb. No. But you think, you think he... I mean, I kind of... Do you think he lacks, like, some an emotional intelligence? I'll put it that way. I don't know what it is, but... I'd, I've been frustrated from, from very early on in his Arsenal career that there seems to be three or four cliches that people have to trot out before they start speaking about him, whether they're Arsenal fans, pundits in the media, 
or just in general sitting in a ca- in the back of a cab and you know talking to a cabbie. For some reason, before you talk about Arsene Wenger, you've got to just throw in, oh, he revolutionised the game. Oh, he's so intelligent. Oh, he's so professional. Oh, he's so good with young players. Oh, you play the great, you play great football. Well, you will at least five of those things. <laughs> at least five of those things you can start to attack. And his football intelligence isn't great. And if you want to combine that with the professionalism, just just look at it this way: you can have a short, medium, or very long-term argument against the guy. And I think I could back up all three strands wherever you want to go on it. But let's go short term, okay? Now he's had a very long. Uh, amount of preparation for that game it was a Monday night he had eight days um, he had sorry he had five days after the the West Ham game in which we had we had a victory a good victory but as I said the last time I was here probably one of our easiest games of the season now to me and knowing what's going on behind the scenes and the fact that he's got the contract you'd have looked into every little angle of what Palace do and how they play and what Allardyce is likely to counter him with and what and which which players are best suited to how Palace play. There's no... I've got no doubt in my mind he didn't even pay one bit of attention to Crystal Palace because at the end of the game last night, Sam Allardyce, within three sentences, ripped apart every single person that says this guy's got football intelligence. He said, well, I've seen their fullbacks play, play too far up the pitch. I've seen that their centre-backs are isolated. I just said to my players, do X, Y, and Z, and we'll probably score a couple of goals from cutting the ball into the box. An extremely simple thing to do. There's a guy with a squad worth nearly 200 million. There's a guy with a squad worth 50 million. But one guy paid attention to his job and paid attention to his tactics and beat the other guy 3-0. And it goes back to the other point I made that Jeff wants to counter... As I said to you before, if you, yeah, if, 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 if you want to, you know, all right, it was the realms of fantasy saying you give a, give 22 clones to Jose Mourinho and 22 clones to Arsene Wenger and let them train him for a month and see who would beat who. The Mourinho team would win every time, in my view. I forgot to add that last time. Sorry, Jeff. In my view. <laughs> because someone would work on it and someone wouldn't. And someone's highly intelligent and, and organised tactically and someone isn't. And... And if that doesn't bear way, out, let's yeah. go long term and say yeah. that every time we've won stuff, it's with the players on the pitch doing the motivational and an organisational work for him. As soon as that's been removed from the squad, we haven't won things. So th- that that proves it. Mm. I'm not sure I, I want to sit here and, and agree with, with much of that because... It, I don't want to forget 98 and, and uh, 98, you know, the players changed the tactics. In 2004, but... 98, the players uh, changed the tactics. I think my point, and the, the, the point that many other people want to make, is that in the last five years, five or six years, he hasn't adapted. He hasn't been able to do that. That's be- but that's but because he, is, he was never I've good. said before, he's a hero of mine. I do think he should change, and I think he's gone on far too long. But I'm not interested in going back through the years and saying, well, it, that wasn't down to him, or it was down to the players, or he got lucky with the back But you have to, to understand what's happening now. You have to do that to understand what's happening now. But because we're not just saying that he hasn't is, been able to adapt, and that he, yeah, he didn't have the players because maybe no, he didn't, it's because he, didn't he had make the right signings. Okay, okay, not being able to adapt actually, it's it's the same strand of of what I'm saying, isn't it? Because I'm saying he had one idea, and that was to throw certain players onto the pitch and say, express yourself and do this and do that, and and when it works, and Henri's coming off the pitch and saying. What did, what, did, what did Arsene Wenger say to you? He told me to express myself. It looks absolutely genius. It looks fantastic. But if you keep doing that, you'll get found out. And do remember yeah, that because, however because good all of those things were... players work, are different. Once you haven't got Henri and, and you say to uh, Sonogo or someone can't. like that, express yourself, it's not the same. And I agree with that. But he, he hasn't, hasn't been adapted. able to add any of that to any of... It basically we've had the same we've had the same thing going on for 20 years yet when the players were there to add the little bit extra that you need which is the motiva- motivation the organisation and the tactics then he won trophies with them now he's doing the same thing and some people are saying this is a talented squad but it's absolutely falling apart because he's doing the same thing and not adapting is exactly the same as not being good in the first place yeah, but it's he's like, not adapting to the plays he's got because now that he doesn't have Henri, he can't just say that. He would need to be much more rigid. Oh, hang on, no. it's like me, me, Steve. The, the team last night was only three players different to the team that beat Chelsea 3-0. So, you know, it's not about 
there's only uh, and in some ways better. Yeah, um, you could argue. I mean, Kozula, Kokolan, yeah. and Iwobi were the differences. Yeah, and Kokolan and Iwobi haven't been exactly. Yeah, Kozula's a huge part. No, Kozula's sure, a huge part. But no, no, it's, but it's, it's a good point thing. Steve's making. It's a good point Steve's making because I was thinking about this, that I, and I think raking up. You know, I mean, it was interesting to touch upon the the, the Alba theories, and I, and I agree with some of what you're saying. But just to concentrate on this season, I do think it's incredible that the first few. I mean. You, know, you may disagree with this, but to me, we were playing better than we were last season. Playing better. No? All right. I just thought the <laughs> way... Our, the, when, the we had, when we had Alexis up. up front, right? I just mean, I mean performances. I mean, you know, I'm not we had, saying... We had, we, had a, we had a front-loaded fixture list that was quite <laughs> easy at the start of the season. Yeah. And I sat here maybe two or three... T- I was on two or three times at the start of the season. Everyone's getting carried away. I said, the fixture list has been front-loaded. Yeah. The performance data from all these games suggests we're playing worse. The performance data came back last, last night, updated, and we're about 11th in the league on performance. We've been incredibly fortunate to even be sixth. And that's, and that's not some nerd in his bedroom. Okay. This is high-level okay. performance okay. data that's very rarely wrong. All right. So even taking that into account, even on a simple level of... So I'm just saying there's things that he's doing now that bewilder me, even even taking that into account. So, like, for example, we did play better when Alexis was up front than we're playing now, right? That's I'm just, Yeah, that's, I don't think why anybody he, can... Why isn't he fucking trying I, that? I why, isn't he forgot, why has he forgotten that? He's like anyone I don't know anybody can, who can justify why he's now moved back to the wing. No, that's because, what I'm, saying. I'm just well, using it as one example okay, of a well, very obvious thing... Yeah. That we were playing better went with that, and that was his big theory. His big thing about oh, I don't need to spend eighty million on a striker because I'm going to do it. Alexis is going to do it. He's almost like, what the fuck? Why have you forgotten this? What actually worked relatively well? It's only better than the shit we're playing now, yeah. right? Why? And Welbeck often plays really well on, at wider, but you know, last night he did not change it. I mean, he, it was, he wasn't in the game. It was It was rubbish. We didn't has have a shot on target. But he's been in the game well, since we played him out for wide exactly. yeah, because yeah, he doesn't understand football. He's no. sitting there watching it, and he doesn't understand how to change it. Right. This is the thread of the point. Right you can have a short, medium, or long-term argument about it, but Arsene Wenger isn't the football genius that we all say is. And I must quickly say, that's not me saying he's utterly terrible and we didn't deserve all the titles we won under him. He's just not as good as a lot of people think. And it's conned enough people mm-hmm. to still be clinging to that cliff and saying that he's actually good enough. When in reality... This conversation should have happened the season we lost to Birmingham in the League Cup because that was when it was sort of four or five seasons in of, hold on, is this guy as good as we think? Mm. And, and, that's, and that's what frustrates me. And I hope this why- will be my greatest hits of the season, but the player, the player aspect is utterly baffling too, as you say, Boyd. And I think, you know, some of the players got stick last night. Whether they well, deserve this is what it or not, ask, yeah. I'm not sure. This is interesting. This is, I think, so this is what my next question is. So, yeah, so the, the fans were seeing you're not fit to wear the shirt, right? Mm. And, you know, there's this whole thing today. Oh, you know, they're a disgrace. But as you said, Steve, this is, a few months ago, they were playing a lot, they were playing a lot better than they did now. Yeah. They're capable. I'm not saying they're the best squad ever, like he did at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But they're probably better squad on paper than last season with the signing of Xhaka. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you so love what, you so know what I'm they saying. Say. My question is, Surely, it's, you, I don't, I'm not blaming the players, actually. I, I, just, I feel they're running around now when they're sent out to a... I think you're right. So the West Ham game is, is the anomaly, isn't it? Because that was West Ham was so shit. And they also I can't say that, that but... but they allow, sorry. Yeah. All right. I mean, the players, they kind of the allow us blameless. to play. They're no, not I'm not saying they're blameless. This, let me just finish, quickly finish my point. They're not, so of course they're not blameless. But what I'm saying is, is that when they're allowed to play and when they're playing a team they're not afraid of, I don't think anyone's afraid of West Ham right now, very few teams are right no comment right <laughs> then then they're fine then they're okay and it's also if they score quite early then they're okay they're, it's like it's the it's it's the most but what but if they're playing a team that's even vague like a sam allardyce team that really needs to win as theo said last night in the interview that he's been pilloried for they wanted it more from the first minute that kind of situation the players i feel they're all running around with a knot in their stomach and they cannot cope with that even modicum of pressure and intensity from the opposing team and that comes from him 
Because that, that, it's his complacency. Alan's right. I don't believe he sent them out with, uh, with any analysis of them. I think he just thought, right, this lot won last week against West Ham. They're fine. I'll send them out again. Do the same thing. 72% possession. He'll be fine. And of course, he wasn't fine because they had a plan against us. What normally happens at this time of year is that once we're out, firmly out of the title race, we start actually playing quite well. And when the pressure's yeah. off and we, and we start putting a few results together and we end up in, in third right. or fourth. But there is pressure now, though, isn't uh, there? But there is proper pressure now, which is of a different kind, which mm. is based solely around the manager and, and I'm sure that the fans can feel it and they abs- and the players absolutely deserve the stick that they got last night because they have been blameless for too long and yeah the manager is a huge part of it but if you're giving the ball away in a simple two or three yard pass and you're not tracking your runner and all that other yeah. kind of stuff the manager yeah he picks them and he puts them out there but you can only make so many substitutes in the game and they absolutely deserve the stick they got Bellerin got the brunt of it just because of circumstances and where he was and he was taking that throw in. I'm sure that most of the Arsenal fans weren't particularly directing at him as an individual. If it had been someone like Ramsey or Giroud or, or Ozil, then I might not have had that, um, that opinion. But he was unlucky that he was there at the time. But the players absolutely deserve the stick they got last night. What, what you've just said is quite interesting because you've just listed a few players there. Now, all right, we're a divided fan base. I think the division's probably coming towards or certainly on the manager, is coming towards a majority. But on a lot of our players, you'll see 50-50 opinions quite often. And something I said earlier was that this guy, because he keeps changing their positions, or as you said, Boyd, earlier, changing the formation, I think that a lot of them are thrown into an environment where it's almost impossible to be consistent. So someone like Theo Walcott, who you absolutely love and I criticise, mm. the truth's probably bang in the middle of this table. Mm. And yeah. someone like Aaron Ramsey, you said you like, and I criticise. Um, I'm always the critical <laughs> one. No, no, there are players I do like. The truth's probably bang in the middle of this table. And yet there's a manager there that's thrown them into different positions each week and different formations each week and probably with very little instruction, if, as, as I, I said earlier. And that is actually creating an environment where these players can't be consistent and therefore they're bearing the brunt of criticism. And even players that are quite obviously world-class like uh, Meza Ozil, you know, look at what he's won elsewhere. He's creating a division in the fan base where some people are actually saying Meza Ozil isn't good enough to play for Arsenal or hasn't been good enough this season to play for Arsenal. That's utterly baffling. Mm. But there are also people that think he's, he's, he's... been but absolutely the, amazing. But the, the truth's like, in between because yeah. he's it, because he's being used by a manager who's not giving him instruction. He's not giving him a team uh, a team to work around or a set yeah, a not set of instructions. I, I agree with that. And there are certain players, the ones that I listed, but they are there are some that are the lightning rods of criticism and and, and Ramsey and uh, Giroud and and probably Özil is now in that mm. in that team as well. Where <clears throat> when things aren't going well, they will get singled out. And but, Alexis, but, I mean, on um, Sky last night, Jamie Carragher said Alexis hasn't played well for two or three months, but I personally think that's because he's being played in, he's annoyed he's being played out wide and not up front. Yeah, that, uh, and that, he's probably right, but he scored 22 goals a season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he might yeah, be out of yeah. form, but, yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's got was, in the bank. Carragher was on one last night, he was totally salivating one, yeah. giddy kipper. He was just, 20 years that we've, everyone's known how to beat Arsenal, and he, he, was, he was definitely on one last but night. But he had a point, didn't he? He did have a point, and, and but... Actually, I thought the the challenge and Gabriel was a was a bit too meaty, and that should have been a free kick. But you know, maybe I'll, in the minority, we we do seem to get those, um, you know, like Bellerin against Arsenal. We, yeah. we 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 never seem to win those. We just look like a weak team. But I mean, but do you do you do you blame the players like most people did today, or do you what do you what, what's your feeling about that? I think they're damned if they do, damned if I don't. I'll take I'll take Hacker for example. Um, you know. We want we signed him because we wanted someone who was solid and could tackle, and, could re, and that he comes into the league and does that, and he gets red card and gets pulled from pillar to post for for doing it. It's like, well, hang on a minute, that's what he brought in to do, and maybe but he's, he's not smart though. Well, no, he's not. Thing, you know, he made some he made some really stupid challenges, and you you got to play football with your head sometimes, and and diving in and stuff. Like, looking at looking at Mustafi, the amount of times that he he, he ends up on his ass and he he mm. can't stay on his feet, and he makes really bad decisions. He, he should have been sent off last but, night. He made that two footed tackle, really weird one, mm. uh, in the first 10, 15 minutes. How he got away with that yellow, I don't know. And then he got a yellow a few minutes later. Yeah. And yeah, he's not getting great support from Bellerin because Bellerin's out of form and they're bombing forward too much, but. He should still be just standing and staying on his feet and, and, and sending the forward back or, or just waiting for reinforcements. Instead, he tries to win the ball every time. And it's a big, 
it's a big amount of frustration for me for for a 35 million quid, and he's an experienced international. So, he's not a 21 year old guy that we've paid for potential for. He's an established international, and he's just gone to pieces since. But he on Saturday, on well, when did we play West Ham? Um, last Wednesday. Sorry, last Wednesday. Yeah. A week ago, um, him and El Nenny were considered suddenly yeah. oh, the bright future of but our midfield. This is the problem with our fan base. Because far Major too many well. people, far too many people big our players up when they haven't actually done much to deserve it. Danny yeah. Welbeck, it was like the second coming when he was fit this season. <laughs> yeah, Utterly I... ridiculous. What's he done in an Arsenal shirt? He's probably had three or four good games and shown potential in five or six. So for someone like me, okay, I get criticised for being too critical of the players. Mm. But for Danny Welbeck, I like Danny Welbeck. From what I've seen of him, I quite like him. Like, isn't it? I quite like he's him. Like a, he tr- works really hard, and you know he exactly. That. And I'd love his Arsenal career to be an upward curve. But to place him on a pedestal, pedestal right away for you know a couple of lucky goals and a couple of all right good performances. But when he came back, people are going mad. And and someone asked last night, when is it okay to start criticising Danny Welbeck? Well, it's okay from the off if you're balanced with your opinions and you can say, mm-hmm. you were good this week, you were bad this week, I'd like you but to do more of that conundrum, and not though. much of that. Okay, this is my conundrum. Santi Cazorla's improved. For, <laughs> Santi Cazorla <laughs> improves you. day by day by day for not being on the pitch. I totally agree How many that. of our players do? Yeah, I think that's They true. improve Santi Cazorla for is, not being on the pitch. It is no pun intended on his name. He's like a saint. The Saint, the injured saint, saint, saint who saint. could never put for. I remember him t- being terrible in a lot of games, by the yes. way. Inconsistent. But well, you know, at his best, he's I'm on phenomenal. Team Santi, so I'm, I'm going uh, to. I'm, but you I'm, know I'm Santi, no party, but this, as far as I'm but concerned. This, but I know what you're but saying. But this isn't us things. saying we don't like him as yeah, players. Yeah, We're just it. saying, as I've always said about Arsene Wenger, don't overpraise. But here's the bigger. So here's my question. And I generally don't know the answer to this. I'm confused now as to whether. Another manager like Marino could take this these players who we're now saying aren't good enough and and um, who was someone was on Five Live this morning um, talking saying the players just start what, what Arsenal fans are deluded because the play, this squad just isn't good enough they shouldn't even be finishing in the top four but then I'm thinking hold on a minute every pundit in the world thinks we're going to finish in the top four at the beginning of the season and every fan and and we and I and I remember thinking not you Alan but. Generally, there's a sense that this squad is pretty good, actually. And they are sure, at their best. They can play really well. They can beat Chelsea 3-0. So are we saying the players flat out aren't good enough and it's not just to change the manager that we need? Do we need root, root and branch changes in the squad? Or are we saying, actually, a, a, a dynamic new manager could, with these very players, do a lot better? A new manager would do better. I'm right. convinced of that. Whether, whether that better is enough, I don't think so. I think major surgery is, is required. Who? If, if you ask me about the players, I would take Sanchez, Koscielny and Bellerin and the rest can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I just, don't, I just don't think a lot of them, they're very average. And yeah, there's some decent squad players there. And, you know, there will be people that you would want to well, stay around, but you have to compare them to the other teams at the top yeah. of the table. And who is going to get in those other teams at, at Chelsea and Spurs? And not many of them. Wow. Maybe not even those three. <laughs> And, and a new manager can do better and it will be different and we would be more prepared and we would be getting off to better starts in away games and we would be more organised at the back and there would be more protection for the fullbacks and the wingers and, and various other things like that and we would do better with a different manager. Rain, but we definitely need a squad overhaul. I'm, 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 you know, I'm speechless here because I was just about to say, does Theo Walcott not deserve at least one season under that really organised, tactically good manager, just in case yes. I'm wrong. Totally. No, no, yes. I'm not doing just in case. How many seasons do you need to, well, to do all okay, right, but be a nice bloke and get just in case? Hey, hey, look, I, I've might... been one of his harshest critics, but I think what you just said there, it, surely you've just got to find out. I mean, maybe even to the January transfer window of having the new boss and saying... Well, I've got ideas about Theo Walcott. I've seen him play, so I think he's this kind of player. Actually, he wasn't. Off he goes. Look, we're not going to sell 20 players. All I'm no, saying is if, if you talk about over the next three, four seasons, those are the ones that I would be happy to, to try and... I mean, That's only, a massive three, overhaul. Three players. Steve, do you, if, you, any more than those players that you'd keep? I, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I guess check. I'd keep for one more season, um, at least. Uh, but Never saved a penalty in his life. I, mean, yeah. I, th- I think we need a new goalkeeper. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's I, been I, a gr- he has been a great goalkeeper, but... It's it's memories, and he wasn't even a great culprit well, from Theo, Red White. He was Theo, wearing blue. Steve. I, I think, like Alan says, you can't sell twenty players. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I think, like you say, there is a there is a decent, yeah, you know, there is a top four squad there. It's just not got a top mm. four 
manager. Mm. But we don't want to aim for top four. What? We've no, been aiming for top four for the next long. level, isn't it's it? Are we going right to try and win? And this is this is my this is my main gripe for the past for many years is that. We're not trying to come first. We're trying of to course. come fourth. I agree. Yeah, yeah. That, that is not the main problem. But right now we're sixth and we're in danger of being overtaken by Everton. You know? So I go back to my very first question at the beginning, which I don't think we really answered, which is that I think the reason I think you should go abs- literally now, I, would, I think it would be great if, if he stood up and said, right, it's gone horribly wrong. I, I'm, I've signed a contract, but I've t- changed my mind. For the good of the club, I'm going to go. And I think everyone would admire that. I also think, I think the results would be best, significantly better and we stand a better chance of winning the FA Cup. I don't think we stand any chance who, with him. But then who, who, who takes, takes, so you who need takes a caretaker. that you just, you, just put, you just put Steve Bold in there and, and what's the difference? Well, I think the difference is that actually Steve Bold has been totally denied any actual way of in, in, of um, having any power with these players there's yeah, still and, no and power think, being interim though there's still yeah. no there's power some, but there's they'll be power. thinking a new guy's coming in you're going in eight games Steve we'll wait for this new guy and he's assistant I just feel I, I, feel, I genuinely I, feel I'd I'd like right now is such right. a negative in yeah. terms of he cannot get these players to play well when it's really needed I, I agree with that I agree with that totally but I think just make the announcement that you're not going to stay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's anything to be gained by actually leaving the club before the end of the season. You may have convinced. I mean, that is that, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Who do we get for eight games? Is Steve Bold on a Monday morning to say, right, lads, I'm in charge. Right, you stand here when there's a corner. You know, you're the winger. You track this guy. You know, what's he going to yeah. do I mean, in four or five days? Between the next I mean, I know we've George Graham still lives near Colney. <laughs> oh, get oh, you're not one of those, are you? Does the cannon point the wrong way as well? What's that? No, 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 no. But the wouldn't school. it be nice to put him back in? Boyd, can I? Yes. Do you trust the board to replace him? Well, I've that was a joke. Before. What? <laughs> I don't. Tr- it's not like I don't trust the board to do anything, no. really, particularly. But I think even they, even this board, any, I think any, look, they, they can get enough people to tell them the good managers. Yeah. They can read a fucking paper. You know, if you yeah. Google potential Arsenal managers, you'll see a list of eight, you know, pretty good options but, around Europe. And that's all they need to do. And I think they're, they're not so thick. They don't know. know who he is, but they know how to repl- yeah, replace. Right. So this, exactly. this, this, the and same think, people who employed the wrong Leicester scout. Yeah, I know. The same but, people well, who... That's not so important though, is it? I think this... this the, they know... <laughs> Uh, they know if you know the next manager of Arsenal is of such significance. They're not. They're not going to just pluck. Well, we have to trust them. We haven't got any. Yeah, we haven't, no, but, we haven't got any choice there. Right, yeah. So trust them to agree that the, current, the, ma- the current manager yeah. cannot continue. And, and staying, and then there are no probably option. three great contenders, um, and just go and take care of business. And if, uh, Ivan's got to earn his money, and they've got to do all the investigation and work out what would be the best fit and who wants to come and various other stuff, and just get your checkbook out because money talks. And if they don't want to come. Although they tell you in the first meeting they don't want to come, then it's yeah. another million. And if they still don't want to come, then it's another million and another million because money talks. And all this stuff about Guardiola would have come to us and all this from, from, from last summer, he went to City because that's where the money is. And you've got to get the money out. Yeah. And, and that's, that's reality. And we've got it because they've got all our money and it's all <laughs> earning interest and it's all in that bank and they've got to spend it. And now we've got to try and come first instead of trying to come fourth. Did you get the sense that Ranieri was doing a job interview last night? Oh God, please! I well, thought he was talking such shit. I, I know. Say, I love him. I think he's a lovely guy, and I'm very pleased with him that he won the championship. With the most that, historic thing. But I listened to him on Scott. I thought he was absolutely terrible as a pundit. But that's the sort of logic. I don't know if you saw it. He was I just talking nonsense. He wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And, and I thought I felt sorry for Jeremy Carrick because I think Jeremy Carrick is a brilliant pundit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think he was. He definitely gets ahead of steam up, <laughs> and he like he, he was like a furious ram. But who can blame yeah. him? He's that angry, and there's stuff mm-hmm. about you know. The, the old thing about you, Graham Senior saying you'd want, you know, Arsenal players the ones you want to bring home to, to your, to your mother. He's, that was a brilliant bit about how, no, you wouldn't because they're such pathetic weeklings. So <laughs> um, and Randy Harris standing there mumbling nonsense. I just thought, I, I thought he was terrible. Well, and he, and he probably won't slightly. get another book in. So, yeah, yeah Carragher will be there next week exactly. and they'll have to move With on. Because, Neville, yeah. because, yeah, it's always oh, such a lovely bloke, isn't he? And yeah. He won the league, what a hero. But if he's not very good on TV, he won't be back. Yeah, exactly. so, but I, I, get but, a, I get a sense with this board, though, they'll look and they go, oh, he won the league. Oh, really? He's unemployed. Oh my God! Please I just, God, no. I, I just, I just don't think this board. Right. No, I, 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 I don't think so. It, the think... manner of his departure from Leicester will at least have. I mean, because yeah, this isn't think... stupid. I'm going to say he's intelligent, <laughs> but he's not stupid. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll know about his manner of his yeah, departure and, and rubbing the players up the wrong way. I mean, Leicester can, can you enough. imagine on the first day of the season after after years and years of Wenger out, and then we get, you know, we get Ranieri? It would just be madness. Yeah, and I, I've, I've got faith in them that they will choose someone who appears to be the right candidate it might not work out but 
and myself, I'm ready to try something mm. different. And all this, be careful what you wish for stuff and all that. And you know what? We probably won't win the league in the first well, seven so, seasons. Some, some, someone but was it, speculating last night it's going to be at least three seasons to turn this squad around. I suppose it relates back to your point of saying you'd only keep three. But, you know, three seasons, you'd want to see progress, wouldn't you, to keep behind? You know, yeah. you would hope that the, all the fans get behind. But anyway, it's not going to happen for another two years because he's staying. <laughs> That's it. The oh, board is choosing finger. <laughs> Don't no. say that. Can I give a positive? Yeah, please, Alan. As we're winding up, you have to leave early. Did anyone? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alan will be did in anyone two minutes s- time. Did anyone? Did anyone see the BT Sport? Yes, documentary. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Rocky right and Wrighty. Yeah. You've so, got to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in tears, but mm. something Sorry. in that David Dean. Oh yeah. Got to come back, hasn't he's he? He's too old. He's in his seventies. But also, he was too tied in with um, thingy with with, um, the, with the Russian, Usmanov. With Usmanov, wasn't he? You know, no. He's in his seventies <laughs> yeah. again. I know you mentioned George Graham earlier, but it, there is this thing about well, get George Graham back and get David Dean back, and let's move back to Highbury. Maybe we'll even go back to South London. Hey, let's turn the camera yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, and all yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Did you say Raymond? Raymond is saying this. Nobody banging his hand on the desk with a crayon. I thought. Do you remember what that noise was? I thought I had a pen in my pocket, but it's a crayon. But there is this nobody's saying we, that They're but we do get a lot of that from my point of view I uh, as, as part of redaction we get a lot of things saying we should we should go back to Highbury or we should let's oh, yeah, get I George going back in yeah, and even even that the giant cannon flag that we have before games now we get every time it comes out people say oh, yeah, cannon's there's, there's like a purist isn't there there's a, there's yeah, a, I call them the, the, the old school purists who think they're the best fans uh, and think that because uh, they know that we have the wrong cannon and they hate the new logo and yeah and, and you mentioned it a few weeks ago I was a hybrid as well when I was a kid but I, I, I'm happy with the new logo I think I knew I was fine yeah. actually and I don't give a shit and I think we've got, we're not going to move back to hybrid it's not uh, going to happen and it was changed yeah. 15 years ago right deal with and, it and, and yeah. a lot of you know all the yeah. kids and the junior guys well, and all of our kids I'm with we you. don't recognise that old one I totally agree I think you that, know, we need to adapt, and, and this, this old—it's not like the old days. Get Dean back, and, oh, yeah. and, and this kind of stuff. I think I'm with you, but to, I, to bring I a seventy-year-old back onto the board, I've seen what David Dean was like and the way he spoke. Oh, completely. There's, there's got to be some kind of ambassadorial, advisory role that that guy could play, considering his love of the club and the fact that he would walk back in there but, tomorrow. But look, but, at the not, but look at the way he left the club. Uh, how do you go back on that? Look at the way he left okay. the club. Okay, well, yeah, but only because of the people that. They're not the club, are they? These new people aren't the club. They're they're the owners. They're the custodians of it. But someone like him. Anyway, I thought the documentary was absolutely fantastic, and I was in floods of tears. So but he also chose Wenger, which goes against everything yeah, yeah. you said. Yeah. No, hold on. <laughs> no, that's hold a good on. point. Isn't it? Very good point. Hold on a minute, jackpot. <laughs> there's nobody. There's nobody that could disagree with the appointment of him because oh. back then, I mean, it was something that. We did, and then went on to win the league three times in God knows how long. So, I mean, you can't argue it's against the appointment good. of him. Okay, but David David Dean is worth more than appointing Wenger just because he played charades at someone's house. <laughs> but that's what happened, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, and he liked his name because it sounded a bit like Arsenal. That's what um, I mean. That is true, apparently. Better to be lucky than good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've got to wind up. Um, so I think we've decided. So you're. By the way, so you're saying absolutely firmly, Wenger is going to be here for, for ne- next season. He signed his contract for two years, and that's irreversible. I believe despite that the theory. Saying- despite it's possible, isn't it? Because he's just running around going, "Please, please, please, we've got to change your mind. We'll give you a few million extra. Just go." But you don't think he's going to ever agree to that? Uh, no, I, 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 I do think. Raymond's thread on it is is probably an extension of what I was saying. So that that's that. I believe it's been signed. Right. I believe that they'll have to offer money for him to stop, and I believe they'll try and make it stop because yeah. that good form hasn't but, occurred. So, but you still think but he the won't? Betting, you can get six to four that he's uh, uh, that he won't be there for the first Premier League game of next season. It's two to one on that he will. I keep thinking around of new questions. Before 40. we go to the prediction of the Middlesbrough game, I have one more question, which is: Do you think it's more? Again, I don't know the answer to this. Do you think it's? Do you think us finishing the season well, i.e., not, not maybe winning the cup, right? I know it's unlikely, but say that and maybe being spurred a couple of good results, you know, in those big games, not even necessarily finishing the top four, but coming close. Finishing the cup, do you th- or, or none of those things happening. Us finishing disastrously, finishing sixth, and going out in the next round of the cup. Which of those is more likely to make him go or stay? Do you know what I mean? I'm not I don't sure. know because yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think the it's already signed. I think that yeah, like you, you said, I think the difference? damage is done. You know, we can go to Spurs in a few weeks' time and win two 0 but 
it won't make me forget Crystal Palace or Watford or ten mm. two against Bayern. And yeah, we can get a little bit caught up and I'm sure we'll still really enjoy it. But I think the damage is done. He's shown that we've got absolutely no title challenge this year. The damage is done and a so few sad, good results will just be that. It is sad, but perfect. the players did it after the West Ham game. They started talking everything up and saying, right, yeah, we're now ready for Palace off the, off the back of that amazing win against West Ham. You know, we're talking like West Ham are a Champions League team. So. I think if we did win the cup, I think he might go. You know, you know, more likely to him to go because at least he can go on a, some kind of high. Whereas I think if we don't, I think he still, still thinks in that deluded way yeah. you referred to. But like you said, system work, system, system work, and send yeah. more money. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's one of the. You know, I, I, I suppose if you look back in time at the way Clough left. You know, he re, he, he resigned as Forrest was going down, mm. but he's managed to keep some sort of historic legend. Well, on other things, <laughs> I mean, that was an awful season, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm. Yeah. I know it's not as bad, but it's it gets that sort of same feeling yeah. from me. Okay. Well, if, if, if you can win the cup and then and then resign from there, then great. Or he's not managing next season. I don't think you he know, can win the lose cup to Spurs in the cup final and then end up leaving or end yeah. up staying for another two years. I don't even want to think about no, that because that's oh a nightmare. Scenario. Let's think about. Let's be short term and think about. We're on Monday night football again against lower opposition away against Middlesbrough. Surely this can't go wrong again, can it? What's going to happen, Steve? Nil nil. Oh God, that's quite depressing, yeah. Alan. I was going to say low-scoring game. Um, they're not particularly prolific, are they? No. Um, I mean, they've, they've actually conceded fewer goals than us now this season. <laughs> yeah. we, how, how is our defence in the in the? Do you know? Like, is it like in terms of is it is it one of the worst? Is it our, our defence are in like twelfth in the league, isn't it? Is it? Okay, well, and goals conceded. Middlesbrough is quite up there, but they're okay. they're not scoring goals, so that's what's cost them. Um, I, I'll go low scoring, but I think I think we might nick it one nil. Mm. Raymond, I think we'll probably win two nil. Um, Borough pretty poor, <laughs> and they're on a bad run. At least Palace had a few results behind them and, and an enthusiastic crowd. Good you know, manager. Palace, Borough have got a, a caretaker manager who's not really done anything since they made the change, so they're, they're a bit they don't really yeah. they're a bit um, directionless. So I think we'll probably win, but. And it will get us a welcome three points, um, but I don't think we'll get we'll get too carried away with a win at Borough. <laughs> no, I think we'll win. Yeah, we'll scrape a two-one, two-one win. Thank you very much for uh, a time's heated uh, discussion of the current misery that is Sporting Arsenal <laughs> Football Club. And we'll be back. We're actually back next Wednesday, I think, because it's Easter and everything and all that. Oh, and I want to mention I've got plug my own other. Po- I've got a new podcast. It's the new Heat Unmissables podcast. If you Google that, you'll find it on iTunes or whatever. How you and it's if for those people who really like the sound of my voice, this Essex monotone can't get enough of it and can't get enough of my fucking opinions on stuff. <laughs> uh, it's me holding forth about TV and film or pop culture with two colleagues from Heat. So yeah, uh, go and try that. But obviously, more importantly, we'll be back next Wednesday with Footballistic Arsenal. Cheers. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.